Good morning, Trinity Life. You all know me, Adam. We are back on week four of our Built for Friendship series. And today I have a very special guest, good friend of mine, Derek Tam. Good morning, everyone. And so who is this guy? Well, he runs a, what do you call it? A ministry? Sure. Yeah, ministry, sure. yeah. That uh, called The Worship Project, yeah. which I stumbled across a few years ago. Yeah. Um, Accidentally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, it wasn't so random because I was a worship leader and I did need a retreat. And so I ended up on your worship leader retreat. And it was mm-hmm. just a great time. We got to know each other a little bit. Um, but what struck me over the years and finally, finally, it all coalesced uh, a few weeks ago um, was that you've been heading in a direction that we've been aiming at yeah. uh, for a while now, for about six years. And what you've been doing with the worship project is bringing worship leaders together mm-hmm. across denominational boundaries and organizational boundaries for relationship, um, for friendship, for collaboration, for community, for unity in the city. And that's a really beautiful thing to watch and be a part of. And uh, it's probably why I've been sticking around. Yeah. And so thank you for doing that. Did I miss anything on that? Um, I think, yeah, community building is such a big part of what the Worship Project does. Also like training and equipping, um, sending them back into the community so they could be you know, stronger, healthier leaders, right? But underneath all that, like you said, community, friendships, uh, you know, being able to meet those across a city that you wouldn't regularly meet, you know, it's a special thing that we get to see happen. Yeah. 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 So, okay. So, um, there's, there's gotta be stuff underneath there that motivated you to start doing this. Cause it's not something you just start. Yeah. Right. And so what, what was motivating you to do that? Cause it's a very unique thing. And it's something that I see people attempt, uh, without, it coming to bear much fruit, as yeah. our John 15 passage talks about. Yeah. But this, to me, seems to be the mo- one of the most successful attempts that I've witnessed at bring- bridging some of these gaps and boundaries. So what's the motivation there? Um, well, I'll be honest, like, even in starting this, I didn't anticipate any of this any of this fruit coming, you know? I didn't go into this being like, this is what it's gonna be. And, uh, but I, I look back at it now and seeing God's hand at work in, in, the, in my life, in the, the life of the, the Worship Project ministry. And it's, it's, it's amazing to see. And I, I, don't, I don't really like to take credit for that because I think, you know, God did a lot of that behind the scenes. But, um, you know, I've, I've had this burden of desiring to see a more unified church. Um, honestly, for majority of my Christian life. Mm. It's probably so. That's since I was 17. And I'm like 36 now. Uh, and I'm that old, eh? I'm that old. Yeah. <laughs> well, this guy's so old. You got to look in the mirror, buddy. <laughs> um, but uh, honestly, for majority of that, that time as a worship leader, always just wondering, like, there's more to just my own home church. Mm. You know, uh, I was, I'm, I'm Chinese and being at a Korean church, small family Korean church uh, for majority of my Christian life. Uh, and I was a part of all these like, you know, rallies and, and conferences that brought, you know, youth together in that, in our, in our area. And I always wondered like, yeah, there's, there's more to this too, right? There's more than just my culture. There's more than just this Korean church culture. Um, how come it feels like all these churches are just all on their own, like Mm -hmm. doing their own thing, you know? And the more I've, you know, grown and matured in my faith, I also realized in a city like Toronto, it's, it's easy for that to happen because of it's, you know, the mosaic of Toronto and the diversity that exists, like how much immigration comes in here. And so naturally those pockets just became 
you, you could see it becoming more divisive and there's more lines being drawn denominationally, culturally, ethnically, everything. And so, uh, but either way, that's just something that's always been in my heart. So that's a huge motivation um, in even what the worship project does is just desiring to see um, a more unified church, people coming together. But uh, on a layer on top of that, I would say me growing up and starting to lead worship and doing ministry in a small church, feeling really uh, under-resourced, um, alone, not mm -hmm. really supported. Uh, I think all those things kind of motivated me to want to see a ministry locally in our own city where we can learn from each other, have opportunities to learn from other people and not having to, the amount of times I've traveled, need to travel internationally just to go to a conference or to feel refreshed and rested. Like, why can't we do that here together? Mm -hmm. Right. And so there's a lot of, I think, unity and just having a local resource were one of my two uh, biggest motivations that I wanted to see, you know, in mm -hmm. our city of Toronto. Uh, I love that. And our church is becoming increasingly more decentralized, right? Yeah. We're at the point of this recording. We're kind of in four different regions, Scarborough, Midtown, Downtown and the West End. Yeah. And so we need to learn how to, what is it like to stay unified together as kind of four small churches in, in four different neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. um, but also in our journey towards that, we, uh, in a way, um, isolated ourselves as we were like, oh, we don't know anyone who's doing this. Yeah. We don't know yeah. any church that's like us. And, uh, and instead of maintaining and pressing into relationships, unfortunately, we, we uh, isolated and lost a few. And mm -hmm. so even we need to regain this idea of being a part of the yeah. wider body of Christ and having that as a, as a rhythm. Like I use this illustration of a lawnmower. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so I live on a street with like 50 houses, <laughs> yeah. right? And there's small Toronto houses. And I often wonder how many of these houses have a lawnmower yeah. for this much grass. <laughs> like, why can't we just have one lawnmower and yeah. share it together? You know yeah. what I mean? Because then for a lawnmower, <clears throat> I need a whole shed. And then, and then all these resources, it takes so much resources yeah. to be independent. And to maintain an independent lifestyle. And I just don't think that's how we were meant to do it. Oh, absolutely. You know? Yeah. So. You know what? Actually, on that point, um, how often I've seen these however many years of, of worship leading, um, people unwilling to actually collaborate. It's not even just like, oh, I'm just doing my own thing. Like, mm -hmm. they were almost unwilling to send it's resources to each other. like, hey, you want to? No. It was, yeah, it's like, oh, that, that's your thing hmm. and that's my thing. And even from attending events, you know, us as, you know, Christ followers, local church people in our city, seeing like a great event that's being put, I was like, oh, that's, that's their church thing. That's hmm. not mine. Or like, like, why would I send our leader to you over there? That's going to be detrimental to us. Like, right. that's the perspective that we've seen over like a lot of years coming hmm. in, especially in a city like ours. We actually talked about in our first week that spirit of competition yes. uh, and comparison will kill relationship and friendship. And so you just brought that up again mm -hmm. as like a key point for how churches can become competitive and compare <clears throat> and, and that can isolate. And ultimately there's like an orphan spirit around that, yeah. you know, it's like, no, I have to manage my own survival beyond my own yeah. as opposed to, no, I, I'm secure in who I am. Yeah. And so I can share what I have and we can work together and we can, yeah. and only sons can do that. Like yeah. people are secure in their identity with the father, the vine Absolutely. dresser yeah. and who are grafted into the vine. Yeah. 
Like we're all into the same thing, aren't we? We're all grafted yeah. into Christ as the vine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's, that's awesome. So, okay. So through this journey, mm -hmm. uh, what kind of like successes have you seen through it? Uh, you know, th there, there's a lot and people might look at the worship project when we do, we host a lot of events like conferences and retreats and community nights and we've released music on Spotify and people might look at that and be like, oh, they're so successful mm -hmm. because of the things we're hosting or putting out into the public or whatever. Because um, I must say, very polished stuff. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> but in all honesty, when people ask me that question, like what is, what, what's your measure of success or what's the worship project's measure of success? And I say every time it is uh, the wins for us are the relationships that we get to see being built up underneath every event, underneath um, this ministry of, sure, call it the worship project or whatever. Uh, Every time we see, you know, a leader or a worship leader or a worship pastor from completely different ends of the city, maybe, you know, we've had people come from Niagara and Scarborough coming together for one of these nights and they start not knowing each other and they end up, you know, first, you know, being at one of these nights and sharing and praying with one another, becoming Facebook friends, um, and then sharing numbers with one another and actually starting to collaborate in ministry. And to, for us, as uh, for me as, a, as you know, someone heading up the worship project, that is like our biggest win. Mm. To see that happen because in no other circumstance would they have met together mm -hmm. um, and be able to see that, you know, ministry happening for the kingdom past your own local churches, past your own preferences, what you're used to doing and being able to learn and give and take from one another. Mm. Uh, I think it's a very, very special thing that you haven't seen in a long time. And mm -hmm. so I would say those will probably be our, our biggest wins. You know, you've been a part of our retreat. Mm -hmm. And so you've kind of seen like 30 individuals coming together who have no idea who they are. Mm -hmm. Nobody were friends, nobody, none of them were friends before um, and coming out feeling like, I'm not alone in this, mm -hmm. you know? There's a sense of family that's involved. Hey, we're here for the same kingdom mission. Mm -hmm. You know, why are we so segregated? And it changes people's perspectives, you know? Yeah. And I think that's that's our biggest win. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And even, I can attest to uh, just even between you and I personally, like that's what's happening. Yeah. Like we are an example of that. Yeah, like we became you know? friends. Yeah. I had no idea what you guys were doing. Yeah. And, and then, you know, through one of your retreats, mm -hmm. we, our relationship started and then, you know, um, you went through some stuff in life and I was there to carry that burden with you, yeah. you know, in a small way, yeah. but, uh, um, but it was my honor to do that. And then, you know, the last six months, uh, in the life of our church has been tough. We've been going through a lot and, uh, you were there to take me up for Kentucky fried chicken. No, Absolutely. not Kentucky. Korean, How could I dare say that? Korean fried chicken. <laughs> Korean fried chicken. <laughs> I, you know, I actually don't like Kentucky Fried Chicken at all. <laughs> Korean Fried Chicken, oh, though, is the best. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. And uh, and just pray for me and hear me out and carry that burden with me. And yeah. it's just uh, it's just a pleasure um, to have that. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so that in and of itself is, I mean, hey, I value the worship project for that. And so yeah. thank you. Yeah, and I'm sure all those other people who are experiencing that too. Um, are thankful for that too. Yeah. Uh, you know what, like, and I'm sure that even for us who are working at the Worship Project, we don't see all the stories, mm -hmm. right? Like we host a lot of things and we hear the, the snippets and that's good enough of the fruit that we see, but 
we're believing and knowing faithfully that even as we keep doing this, there are so many stories we haven't heard. People who are going back to their churches um, with new friends and and maybe they haven't said anything yet, mm-hmm. right? But we're just really believing in, in, in the work that, that we're doing, knowing that God is initiating all these relationships and, you know, connecting more people together because yeah. we believe strong, we're stronger together. Yeah. Right. And the church is slowly, I truly believe it underneath all of it, you know, um, there's this, this unifying web that's actually intertwining all our communities together in a stronger way. Yeah. Yeah. And actually uh, a practical outworking of that is, you know, you threw me in a group chat and I, you know, I was like, oh, cool. Another mm-hmm. group chat. Great. I'll be a part of it. Why not? <laughs> so much. <laughs> and, uh, but what I saw in there was it, it's back to this lawnmower analogy, right? Yeah. Was people saying, Hey, we need a worship leader on this weekend because our person needs a break or they're out or we're in transition. We lost a worship leader and we don't that have just happened today. Oh, there's another one today that just happened. Yeah. There you go. Right. And so then people are stepping in saying, Hey, I can do it. I can yeah. fill in. I can. Right. And that's an example. And that's a, that's a win. That's a success in my books yeah. of, of what you're aiming for is relationship and collaboration um, and unity across the city. So yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So you mentioned though, uh, that, that, you know, it's not always easy, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to giving up preferences or maybe theological distinctives or s- certain things like that that mm-hmm. we like to hold on to. Yeah. Um, what have been some of the challenges in this? Uh, because for us as a church, um, we're going to have to navigate that, right? As we become more decentralized, as we um, figure out ways to stay unified across different neighborhoods, yeah. um, we're going to have to learn how to overcome some of these challenges. So, yeah. so what are some that you faced so we can learn from you? Um, if there's one big thing overarching that is, I think, always going to be a challenge, it's it's kind of shaping culture, mm. right? And when I say that, it's not even culture of like the worship project. It's um, it's the culture that exists in within each of our local churches. Mm. Um, and there's also this greater arching church culture that exists of like, oh, I'm just doing my own thing, right? I think over these last six, seven years, we've been trying to slowly uh, release people out of that perspective of the way we do things at our church is the only way, right? Um, it could be a way, it is a way. But I think when we, whether it's churches or even individuals, when we start being, there's a level of pride there mm-hmm. and we need to kind of strip that away um, and be able to see like, hey, the way I do things, there's goods and bads. Uh, it is one way, but maybe there's always, it's always good to explore uh, other ways of doing things. Uh, and just that openness is the culture we're trying to create, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and I think that's that's always been a challenge um, and I think we're, we're seeing that in, in local churches, uh, like you said, being open enough to reach out to another person, mm-hmm. whether for help or being bold enough to even offer help to another church or to another leader or to another individual, right? Um, breaking those, those um, institutional church cultures that, that exist. I think that's, that's, that's a big challenge for a lot of churches because mm-hmm. they're not used to doing that. And it takes intentionality. Yeah. Right. On top of what every church is already doing, every person is already doing to be able to look outward out of their box and like, oh, maybe my way or our way as a church is just one of many. Right. And so not even I won't even say looking at like it's not just theological differences or like preferences like those are like one of many things. Mm -hmm. But there's like a greater church culture, I think, that needs that needs to be 
needs to be shifted um, amongst all our churches. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that, that's, of course, nested in Canadian culture. Absolutely. It's nested in North American culture, mm-hmm. and it's nested in general Western culture, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and so there's, there's, like, big beasts at play that affect this all the way down yeah. to the individual church level. Absolutely. You know? And, and it, it trickles down into individuals, too, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, even, even for you in Trinity Life as a church, I would say, I would say, if I'm looking at you guys from the... Uh, and your community as outskirts, like there's a lot of great, cool things that you guys are doing in your community. Like picking at, I'll just pick one thing, which is like the main thing you guys are doing with decentralized churches. That's not a normal thing you're seeing in our city. Mm. But does that mean it's bad? No. Does it mean, you know, an, what you guys are doing is the only way? Like possibly not. Um, but I think it's what you guys believe and also is, um, the vision that God's given you guys. And, it, you know, it's a very special and unique thing that I think needs to happen here, right? Um, and to know that, you know, does this mean that if Trinity Life is doing things this way, that, like, like you said, you're not going to, you're going to be isolating yourself from other churches to do things differently? And it's like, no, like we're on this kingdom mission together, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I think even as a, even as a church, being able to shift that, shift that, having that culture change of like, oh, We've, we've been given this unique way of, of kind of running ministry, discipling people here, right? And this is just our way of doing it, which is great. Keeping an open mind to how other people are doing it as well. Um, and even within each home group, how do you do that? You mm-hmm. know, it, it, home church or um, each neighborhood, individuals with, you know, different ways of like initiating their engaging their own neighborhoods might be different. Mm-hmm. But how do you stay reminded that you're connected to that same branch? How do you stay reminded that you're that you're on the same mission together? You know, uh, those are all challenges, and it, it's hard. It's hard because nobody likes change. Nobody, <laughs> nobody goes in there and be like, like, oh, like I want to get my idea rejected, or like the way I've been doing things, maybe I need to change that. Nobody th- always thinks that all the time. But yeah. I think being able to have that that shifting our perspective to being open to those things and. Um, yeah, I think I think just think that's really important individually and as a church yeah. church organization. Yeah, that's really good, and and especially for our journey, I think uh, especially being started by a few people who are a little more entrepreneurial, yeah. or you could say apostolic or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Uh, they're generally like um, trying to solve problems, mm-hmm. you know, and so it's easy to uh, it's easy to angle yourself in the negative, right? And yeah. it's like hey, that's bad, and so this thing is good to help solve that bad thing. Mm. And you can tilt uh, yourself so much so that you you often can come across um, too much in the way that you're against something and not for something, yeah. you know? And that's probably uh, something that, that we got a little caught up with mm. and is part of our own hubris that we had to be humbled through, mm. right? And uh, And learn how to... Uh, interface with the wider community and stay friends with the wider community um, because we're for something and that doesn't have to mean we're against something. That's right. Right. That's right. Um, And so the Lord's been doing work in my own heart about that. Uh, And I have to figure out ways to talk about what I'm for without making somebody else feel bad about what they're for, what they're experiencing. Right. Yeah. I think that's one thing I've learned a lot in these last however many years is how do you embrace diversity well, Mm -hmm. right? Embrace differences well. And just because something's different, it doesn't mean we can't love, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. I think that's a challenge, like even for even personally, 
Like because yeah. we we tend to we tend to um, kind of lean towards like-minded people or things that are like us. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's the beauty of the kingdom of God mm-hmm. is that we're made in the image of Christ, yet so unique as well. Yeah. Right. And so how do we how do we embrace all those things? That's a challenge. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's Romans five, right? That each member has a part to Different play in the part. body, and so that's we right. shouldn't think of ourselves more highly than we ought, mm-hmm. you know. And each each person should be a part and do their part well, yeah, you know. And so that's exactly Romans five. Love that. Yeah, yeah. And we, you mentioned love, right? It's like, can we lay down our life? It's like we can't even lay down our preferences. How are we going to lay yeah. down our life, right, <laughs> for our friends? Um, few few steps up. Yeah, few steps up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. <clears throat> um, so I've been uh, increasingly convicted that this year, 2023, is going to be one of the best years for establishing unity in the city. Mm-hmm. Like just the rooms that I've been uh, been honored to be in just the last few months and what I've been noticing the last few years is that there's something emerging yeah. that is going to make this year, maybe next year, like one of the best years uh, for seeing citywide unity, like really galvanize. Um, what do you think is different now that's causing that? Like, why is this? Do you sense that too? Or am I, I, am I off? Or? You know, what? I sense it, but I think I, I've sensed it, you know, little by little each year. And it's like, it's hard to, exp- it's hard to explain sometimes, but I think it's because of the, the fruit that we've been seeing. And I think it just, you know, when people ask me like, oh, how did you do this with the worship project? I, and again, I'll say it again, just like I did at the beginning. Like, I don't feel like I fully, it's not like I initiated this vision. It's not like I completely spearheaded it. I think what I was doing was really just doing my best to listen well, right? And faithfully put my stuff forward. And year after year, um, me and our team were just like, what, what does the Lord have us do next? You know, because maybe we're not just, just supposed to do what we did last year. Uh, or there's things we need to add or things we need to take away. What's the heart behind some of these things that we're doing? And what's, what is he leading us into? And what's he leading our city into? Because I've realized over these years that not everybody thinks with the city mindset. Right. right. Sure. Not everybody. And I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I think there's people who have that, who, who are kind of called to looking after city. And I've kind of come to terms with accepting some of those things. Um, but you're right. Like I, I feel it. And I, I'm really excited for what God's going to do in this upcoming year. I think there's a lot of groundwork that he's been laying mm-hmm. year after year. And I look at what he's leading us into in 2023 and, and beyond. Um, I think some of those things already exist. It's, I think that's why we're excited about it. Because that groundwork exists. These relationships exist. These churches are beginning. We're starting to see them way more connected than they've ever been in years past. Mm. And relationships that have never existed before. Friendships, right? Um, And there's more conversation happening. Like, more conversation that I'm hearing. Like, how can we do this together? Mm -hmm. You know? Um, And I've seen people, churches are collaborating for Christmas, you know, I'm collaborating for, for team nights or bring, again, like you see worship teams and leaders like going to each other's churches, giving each other breaks and letting their community experience something new and different, right? Um, and not just be set on our own ways. And so we're seeing all this, this happen these last couple of years. Um, and something I'm really excited about, I don't know if you asked this or not, but I'm going to say it anyways, <laughs> Do it. Come on, um, is, I know you're really passionate about this, is, yeah. uh, is really seeing our city 
begin to sing our own songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that just the idea of that is just so intriguing and exciting to me. And I think God really wants to push that for us to see local songwriters in our own city writing songs um, and having the churches of our city singing them together. Right. I know you're, you're already doing a lot of that here at Trinity Life. And I know a lot of churches doing like starting to do that in these last five, six years and their own home churches. But mm-hmm. seeing that at a city level to know like, hey, you know, it's great that we sing these songs from the States or Australia or UK. But God has a voice for us. God mm-hmm. has an expression for us and for us to do that together. I think that's going to be uh, it's really exciting um, expression of unity in our city, mm-hmm. you know, um, more than anything else. So anyway, I'm really excited for that. And we're going to be heading to a lot of songwriting stuff in the coming year. And I think that's going to be a big part of just kind of pushing this, this unification of our churches. That's it, man. And yeah. I'll be there for that. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm about that life. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. What a part of what I think is, has, has uh, caused us is the spirit has been speaking something. Yeah. Right. And you know, you know that when there's common threads coming from different people that you would never have thought. Yeah. Right. Like when I see when I see the big mega church style people starting to ask questions that we were asking as like yeah. a small church plan, I'm like, ooh, something's going on there. Yeah. Right. And when I see um, uh, denominations you wouldn't expect start to say, hey, can you help us understand this? You know, yeah. it's like, oh, whoa, OK, something's going on. And yeah. I'm starting to see a similar voice like emerge. And that makes me go. The spirit is definitely speaking. Mm. You know, it's like confirmation, um, especially when it comes across organizational denominational boundaries. Yeah. It's like, Whoa, how could that not be the spirit of God? Right. Yeah. Um, because normally that wouldn't happen. Like in our no, own I flesh, agree. that wouldn't that wouldn't happen. I yeah. And I think, too, uh, you know, the pandemic, in a sense, shifted some pieces around. Right. It uh, it did some pruning for us and it it moved people around the chessboard. Yeah. And I think God is orchestrating and setting up a, a kind of a chess maneuver, maybe yeah. a little checkmate situation oh, I believe or something, that. you know what I mean? I believe that wholeheartedly. Yeah. And, and, you know, we could look at the pandemic and I think you could, you can see it, there was a lot of damage done. At the same time, I look at it, I try to kind of just back up a little bit and zoom out. And I, I say to myself, but God, like, but God, you know, all those Psalms, you look at all those Psalms, it's like, you're just like angry. Like Dave's, mm. angry. Dave's angry at everything that's circumstantially happening. But he the second he puts his foot in the sanctuary, but the second he tries to look at things from God's perspective and you're like, God, you know what you're doing. Yeah. Okay. This, everything that's happening, it doesn't mean you're not here. Uh, you're in my life. You're at work in our churches, even though we're, we're seeing like leaders move, people dispersing, you know, churches shutting down, but new things arise. Like there's, there's things that look discouraging um, in our own flesh, in our mm-hmm. own eyes. But I really do believe like God knows exactly what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I'm excited because I really do believe like the spirit is moving uh, in our city, in our churches. And there's there's like something rising up here mm-hmm. in Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for that. That's a good shepherding word for our church yeah. as we navigate transition. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're, we're losing uh, a key. We're yeah. losing one of our founding families, yeah. you know, um, they just left a few weeks ago mm-hmm. um, and they're going off to do the next thing that God's calling them to do. And uh, we'll have to grieve that loss and navigate that loss. Mm-hmm. But like you said, but God. And so thanks for bringing yeah. that shepherding word yeah. to us. Um, is there anything uh, to kind of just 
put a cherry on top of this. Is there anything that's getting you real excited about next year? Other than you've mentioned already songwriting. Yeah. And maybe we're saying the culture is starting to shift. Is What about anything else? Um, if anything, it's right now I'm thinking about Trinity Live for mm-hmm. you guys. Um, I'm excited for you guys. <laughs> I really am. Sweet. And you know why? You know why, though? I think, and you guys hearing this at, you know, in your own homes and, and part of Trinity Life community, um, change is never easy. Mm-hmm. I've navigated through leadership transitions all the, like, in my past. And there's a, there's a parts of grieving, but there's parts of, again, like we said, seeing what God is pruning the community into and moving the community into. Um, and it excites me because, you know, because of people like you, right? And, and your family and what I've been, at least being able to witness from afar of uh, what God's been pushing Trinity Life into doing in the neighborhoods of our city. It's really exciting, but is it challenging? Absolutely. Mm. Does, it take, does, it, does it take intention from every kind of like city elder? Yeah, it does. And does it take a humility for each of us to, how do we be vulnerable with one another? How do we, again, kind of die a lot of times to our own like preferences and, and f- flesh and needs be able, and be able to say like, well, how are we going to serve this community well? Mm. You know, um, how are we going to do it healthily at the same time? How are we going to love, you know, our other leaders? How are we going to love one another in our groups? Like, um, it's a hard thing to do, you know, uh, especially, you know, in these moments where there's a lot of change and there's a lot of voices, there's a lot of people saying like, well, I like this or I like that. I wanted that or whatever. And we see that even in scripture, mm-hmm. you know, like um, people saying like, I love Paul's preaching, you know, <laughs> or I like yeah. the, this person preaching. It's like, hey, we got to sometimes you just got to stop all that. Yeah. And back all that up and be like, what's God calling us into? Right. You know, if we're truly being disciples of Jesus, um, you know, we all ought to kind of sometimes we need to brush those things aside and like let go of our, our own things and be able to say, what, are, what is our common goal here mm. and move forward together? And so I know it's a hard thing to do, but I'm also that's what brings me excitement to see in the life of your church, mm. um, because, you know, when we start embracing those challenges, right, it yeah. becomes a beautiful thing. Sweet, man. Well, yeah. thanks for that. Thanks for being excited for us. Yeah. I'm excited because you're excited. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, as a, as a final little gift and deposit into our community, could, yeah. you, could you pray for us on the final week of our vision series? We're going to start go deep diving uh, like each different relational dynamic for the next uh, few months. Yeah. And, uh, and so just love a little deposit of prayer from you and Absolutely. our community. Yeah. yeah. Church, let's pray together. Uh, Father, we thank you for what you have been doing in the life of this church, Trinity Life, and the vision and the work that you are moving the church into. God, as we just said, we're excited. I hope the community is excited. Not just for the things that we're going to see happen, but Lord, for the work you are going to do, for the encounters you're going you're gonna to make, for the people who are going to experience you so deeply. That's what we want to be excited for. Mm-hmm to see you move, to see you do the things that only you can do, not by our own strength, but by you. So God, would you um, continue to pour vision and leading and guidance, Lord, into every leader, into the church community. God, I pray that Trinity Life and everyone involved and everyone in it, God, would be reminded of 
how you're calling us to, to love well. You know, to love well, to lead well, to serve those around us in our neighborhoods well. And sure, you know, the Trinity Life is doing things differently. It's such a great thing, such a great opportunity. And so God, I pray a prayer of just blessing uh, over this church and this community. I pray just that there would be vulnerability and humility in the way that they um, approach your work. And we know, God, that you're gonna do so many great things here. And I pray that they would be able to see the fruit that comes out uh, and that encourages them and encourages them to do even more in the neighborhoods that they're involved in. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you.